Welcome to the Conversation App Podcast, a show for geeks, artists, and terrible people. My name is Liam Taylor. I am one half of the Superstar Podcast hosting team. You'll meet my co-host Ben Pearson in just a moment. I'm really excited to introduce this episode's guest. We have comedian, writer, and filmmaker, creator of all sorts of weird and wonderful things on the internet. It is Matt Hyten. I was first introduced to Matt Hyten about a year ago through the Questing Time Dungeons & Dragons livestream on Twitch. So if you play Dungeons & Dragons yourself or you're a fan of the franchise, this is an excellent episode for you. We also talk about movies that should be turned into musicals. We try to invent some conspiracy theories and we talk about which fruits or vegetables we would most like to be. It's an eclectic episode. I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Episode 87 with Matt Hyten. Conversation Hat Podcast. He's a greasy little halfling, which, unless you've watched the show, probably sounds like an insult. Hello. I don't think it is an insult, even if you haven't watched the show. I think that's the the best description you can ever give of a person. If you don't know what I look like, don't Google. Just keep that image in your head. That's all we want. That's all we want. Hi, guys. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, good. As, as Ben sort of alluded to there, the, the reason that uh, I certainly was introduced to you, and I think this is true of Ben as well, is the uh, Questing Time Twitch live stream. Yeah. Prior to lockdown craziness, what was Matt, the Matt Hyten career? Okay, before lockdown, I mainly um, split my time between doing live comedy and uh, filmmaking and video and that's horrible word that everyone uses now, content. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that was a lot of it. But to keep on the Questing Time theme, uh, Questing Time is an amazing show created by an amazing human being, Paul Foxcroft, who is massively into D&D, which uh, I've recently learnt means Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, and he basically did this live show, which was... Um, usually two to three hours and there'd be what is known as a one-shot campaign where he would get guest comedians to play Dungeons and Dragons with him and hopefully in three hours they would have done their quest. Then lockdown happened and he got in touch with myself, Bryony Redman, Richard Soames and Rufus Hound and says, do you guys want to play on Twitch? And we said yes. And then a year later, we're still playing and we're still in lockdown. Uh, <laughs> which um, was the case. But it's become one of those things that we just... We didn't know how much we would fall in love with it and get into it. And I think regardless of where the the future goes, we have all said that this is something we just want to do forever until we can't. So, yeah, it's very fun. It's very fun. One of the few sort of uh, silver linings that lockdown has given us his questing time (laughs) i don't know that it's um sort of talking to the uh some of the fans on discord like it has clearly become a thing that a lot of people rely on um for their mental well-being and god that's a lot of pressure i mean it's not because it's it's very symbiotic we rely on the audience for our mental well-being but it's become like such a good community it's a really weird one because it's, it's, Paul, I hope you say this. It's become a cult, hasn't it? It really um, has. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's become one of those things that's like a little um, family. And because and, we obviously, we're friends off stream as well as on, we do talk about it and we do love like seeing the same people pop up and the same people come back and sort of getting to know people through that really weird <laughs> 90s internet way of just reading text um, but yeah it's, it's really nice and it just it keeps us sane and it just keeps us silly and it's something even when things got really hard during some of the sort of pandemic stuff it was just we always had that to come to and it just really helped us all it's just become a lovely family and we want it to grow but sometimes I think we we worry that we're, we're too deep into it now yeah. <laughs> But we keep getting new people. I, I, I'm amazed. Anyone who um, goes back and watches them and catches up, whenever someone gets to the stream, they're like, I've caught up. I'm like, <laughs> God bless you. Well done. <laughs> I mean, I got into it, I think, around about the time that there was the first um, charity stream with Nish Kumar, and I can't remember yeah, the yeah. rest of the guests, and that was sort of a one-shot, and that then got me that, into questing time. Who was that? Was that Nish... Sarah Pascoe, yep. 
Um, who else? Um, Sue was on it. Um, yeah. And who was? Was it Ed Gamble? It was Ed Gamble. I think it? it was Ed Gamble. That was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of re- comparative newcomers, Ben, you've just worked your way through the questing time stuff that is on YouTube, which I think is most of the first half of season one. Now, I wonder if any of these questions today are going to be D and D themed. I haven't checked, so it's possible none of them are. But we'll find out. Um, so, two questions for you, Matt, before we get into it. Um, yeah. Are you? I was going to say one of these people. Are, have you got? Are you one of <laughs> those people? I am. Is that the Don't. first question? Next okay, question. Good. good to know. Um, <laughs> do you have plans for what you're going to do whenever lockdown ends, or? Because I, I have like shows that I immediately want to go and do. I have things I want to release, videos I want to record. And just the second we're able to, I'm going to make so much dumb shit. Or are you just going to sort of wait it out and see what happens? What's on what's on the horizon for Matt Hyten is what I'm asking. A bit of both. For the professional Matthew Hyten and the idiot Matthew Hyten, ah. I definitely, yeah, same as you. I just want to get out and start making things with people again. I really mm. miss collaboration like that doesn't mm. happen over a screen so i do a lot of stuff with a very good comedian called jos norris if you don't know him oh and i know, I know yeah. the name jos morris yeah he's just a very very funny man and we make a lot of stuff together because we have similar interests in the drives we've done a lot of stuff together It'd be nice to make stuff with with people again i think bigger projects like a kind of a lot of things i've done over lockdown has been sat at a computer messing around with editing dumb stuff yeah. which has been very fun but yeah i just miss working <laughs> with people my biggest goal is um i have an image of stepping outside my front door and catching a hawk on my arm like tom jones at the end of mars attacks yeah so that's really <laughs> i think i'm gonna have to start training a bird soon if that's gonna happen it's got to be um, a hawk also, or will any bird do it's got to be a bird of prey i think sure <laughs> i think uh, if it's just like a little sparrow or something it's not gonna have the effect um, a compliant but... pigeon <laughs> exactly exactly um if you ever if you're if you're unfamiliar with that image by the way please watch mars attacks to the end just for that because there is a moment on tom jones's face if you watch it he can't believe he's done it he can't believe he's <laughs> caught the bird and you see him he goes out he does his thing bird lands tiny reaction then he sings but it's just there in his eyes and it's I've, I've watched that on loop for about six hours in total I think it's great outstanding what's going to happen is I'm going to write down potential episode titles as we go and then we're going to democratically elect one at the end and then we're going to go away and do a Patreon exclusive Patreon is only a dollar you get all the guest episodes a week early and you get a 20-ish minute guest episode uh, it's sound extra, extra, extra stuff, and it's only a dollar. Extra episode, yes. And th- I'm, I'm really glad you said that because the cadence of my voice implied that there would be an end to that sentence, and there wasn't. <laughs> so it sounded like you interrupted me, but really, you saved me. So thank you. I I helped you conclude. You helped me. Con- mm. It's always nice to help a friend finish. I really wish we had an <laughs> HR department. <laughs> <laughs> Pull a question out the hat and then say what it says. That's the whole point of this podcast. Okay, so you know how I said they may or may not be D&D related? Um, yeah. You have to live as a fruit or vegetable for a day. Which one do you choose? Um, now, the way you've worded that sounds like I have to choose just fruit or vegetable. Like I yeah. have to pick a side. Um, oh, it's hard, isn't it? Because, you know, a root vegetable... It gets a nice, safe, sort of just lives in a hole, mm. grows, eventually sees the sunlight. It's a nice, it's a nice image. But <laughs> fruit, fruit's got it all already, hasn't it? Especially a vine fruit. You could get it's got a community. By a you know, this is this is the risk of being a. I think a fruit is more flamboyant. I think. Yeah. I think. Um, I'd like to be the fruit version of Rutger Hauer in Blade Runner. I'd like to. I'd like to live. What fruit would live that be? Yeah. What would Rutger Hauer be? If Rutger Hauer was a fruit, what would he be? He wouldn't be a grape, even though he's got some oh, grape in him. All I can think of since you said community is just grapes and how happy the little grapes are in their bunches. Yeah. Sort of like sort of like Poddington peas. Mm. 
but grapes instead. Yeah. Also, like grapes, you know they live to an old age because we have raisins. So you exactly. know there's a good chance, good, good lifespan. And oh. life must just get better because it. So they say they age like, age like a fine wine. That's still yeah. grapes. Oh yeah. Or you could get I did. like you could get your innards squeezed out of you and have to live in a glass bottle for up to forty years. Exactly. Exactly. You evolve. It is. It's oh, great. It's a good choice. I did. I did work in a vineyard for um, a week when I was in Australia once. So cool. my. Uh, that has tarnished my uh, view on the... Uh, there is a sinister underworld to the grape community. Oh, I can imagine. Is, I, I, worked yeah. in, um, I worked for Oddbins for a few <laughs> months. <laughs> Much the same. I, I worked for a week in Australia in a vineyard. I used to work in Oddbins. mates. Off-licence. <laughs> First job. Don't put an 18-year-old on an off-licence. That's stupid. I, I have lots wrong with me now. <laughs> what's um what's the hot goss from the uh from the australian vineyard world oh or they you, work are you gonna it. end up with like a vine head in your bed if you say too much <laughs> no no i've i i severed my ties from that community decades ago <laughs> it's it, it's very hard work to be honest uh my yeah, lasting memory of being in the vineyard was uh going down so it's just row after row obviously of vines and grapes and you just snip them off and uh, you've got to fill buckets. Um, so I, I got really good at cheating how full my bucket was to get more money. Little uh, yeah. swindler <laughs> tip. Um, but there's um, you get rows that are just covered in webs, like really thick, you know, dangerous-looking um, webs. And I remember one day going down, just snipping off grapes with my secretaires, and I thought, oh, what's that on the back of my hand? Thinking like a little stick was on it. And I turned my hand over, and there's a tarantula-sized spider this on the back mm. and we were told before we went in if you see a spider just kill it because ah. chances are it's poisonous and if it wanders off and bites someone else then sure. uh, you may as well get it out of the way and if you have been bitten definitely kill it so we know what anti-venom to give you so, it's like, <laughs> uh, uh. so I hit it off and my instinct was like right you've got to kill this spider for the good of humanity uh, so <laughs> I stood on it such a tank just kept crawling Stood on it again, kept crawling, stamped nice. on it repeatedly, kept crawling. I got my, this is horrible, but I got my secretaires, cut it in half, and the front end of its body crawled under the vine. I was just like, right, I'm not picking here. And I went three <laughs> vines down and just left it. I'm amazed you didn't leave Australia. <laughs> just, I'm done with the Southern Hemisphere, bye. Got Terminator spiders. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Maybe Still makes me That's, yeah. that's the, the same, worst the same thing night. I've ever heard. Yeah, same. Oh, I, I woke up the same week um, and a red back had crawled over my face and mm. then really dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Horrible. Wow. Well, thank you. That was it for the Conversation Hat <laughs> podcast. We are now going to rethink our lives. But back to your question. Oh. I think Rutger Howe would be a banana. Yeah, so, I think that's fair. there we go. Yeah. You can get yeah, spiders yeah, yeah. and bananas as well, can't you? Ugh. Yeah. Everywhere. They're everywhere. Technically, They're everywhere. technically, bananas are a herb. Oh, go true? on. Yeah. They also walk. Mm, Banana trees true. are planted three metres or three feet apart from each other because they have a tendency to just, like, fucking walk off. <laughs> not like in an afternoon but like over the course of their life they will sort of you know squidge along the floor a little bit Ben I can't think... banana won't be where you left it that's what I'm saying I think whoever's oh. selling you herbs is lying to you <laughs> in several ways <laughs> the conspiracy theory no one will get on board with no <laughs> walking banana tree one man oh. conspiracy See, now um, I'm I want to the believe truth, you, Ben, no I just believe. don't. It's... Uh, what's your sauce? There's, a, there's they, an episode of The X-Files. <laughs> just go to a banana plantation. <laughs> I want to believe you, Mulder. <laughs> Tell me the it. bananas move. <laughs> Seriously, where did you get that, Ben? What's your sauce there? I don't know. It's in my brain. I must have got it from somewhere. That doesn't mean anything! It does. It means... 
something's happened to make. No, I'm sure I've read this. <laughs> okay. This is where you, it... you have a sudden memory of being in a. waking up in a banana peel, <laughs> pushing it down, and just like the Matrix, just seeing rows and rows of people in banana peels. <laughs> that's, Maybe that that's the it. real truth. That's the real truth of the earth. Oh, the God. bananas won. Right, tell you what, I'll, I'll look into that and I'll put it in the show notes, whether or not it's true. And if it's not true, I'm just going <laughs> to have you. like top ten lies Ben has told me over the years. There we go. But, well, but also, I if it is true, true sorry, sorry we didn't you. believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's true, I just won't publish the episode. Um, <laughs> See, that I went for a di- my brain went somewhere different uh, than Matt's because you went for the experience, the joy of being a fruit or vegetable for a day whereas i thought instantly what can i be that means that i will make it through the day because you don't necessarily want to be some a strawberry time of recording is pancake day everyone's going to be after strawberries Mm. there's going to be things what if i'm that strawberry do i die if i'm eaten so is this like the, the thing where if you die in your dream, you die in real life? It's not like a video well, I, game where you die and you but, just pop back to your human body. But I would be the strawberry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I so see what you mean. I wouldn't want to get eaten, so I think I would go for something weird. Uh, sure. Like maybe a lychee. I don't Ooh. think people eat a lot of lychees. Or the durian fruit. <laughs> The thing with this, though, is you're assuming that when you become a strawberry, you maintain something of your humanity. But if you become the strawberry and your instincts become strawberry in nature, your whole being then is to get eaten so you can further your seed. (gasps) Oh, my God. No, wait. But what if that happens and then I make it through the day, I come back into being human, Ben? But I still have the mental state of a strawberry, and that's why they call it a vegetative state. <laughs> that's the real risk. <laughs> There's some people that have been turned... Liam has turned people into fruit and veg and scrambled their minds. Why not a fruitative state? Because <laughs> that's difficult to say. It is really hard to say. I'm, I'm amazed that. I managed vegetative. <laughs> yes, well done with that. Um, kiwi, so, um, for me. You'd be a kiwi. kiwi. I'd be a kiwi. Mm. Nice coat. Why a kiwi? Lovely coat. Uh, squishy innards. It's just that's just me. And I think kiwis are sort of. <laughs> you can easily be skinned with a spoon. Yeah, yeah. You know all the things that are on my CV. Um, I think kiwis are sort of on a downward trend in terms of popularity. So I'm sort of using the the same logic as like. It would be better if I didn't die as a fruit because I would quite like to carry on human life because I've clearly got so much going on. Um, so no, I'm going to go kiwi. Lovely coat, higher chance of survival. Yeah. There's a film. It's the purge rules. It's the purge rules, but once a year everyone's turned into a fruit or vegetable and the fruit and vegetable turn into humans and you have to survive the Ooh. night. I'd watch that. Ooh. So are we, are we thinking about... Fruit and vegetable turned into humans. Their priority is to go and eat fruit and vegetables. Yeah, yeah. To to further their seed. <laughs> to further their seed. Yeah, that's how they they procreate. You know, I can Just believe a, that. A somehow more the... horrific version of sausage party. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. The world is exactly the same as ours, except for that one night a year when fruit has to further. And we know if we want fruit and vegetables, we have to let that happen. That's the thing. That's the deal. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, I feel like we really uh, consistently, we really, um, what's the word? Properly answered that one within 10 minutes. I'm proud of us. Get one of your five a day. Yeah. Hang on, if you're a fruit or veg, yeah. Sorry to backtrack. Like, never, never. Do you? Because mm. <laughs> the whole plant is like the living. Come thing. on, no, I know where this question's going. Do Don't, you? Just, just yeah, just ask the question. So, like, I, if you get turned back into a human, are you not going to have like loads of clones? Because if you get turned into a strawberry. I'll be honest, there'll be other strawberries. 
I didn't know where the question was where going. Where did you think it was going? I thought you were going to say, do apples have cock and balls? No. <laughs> no, that's not where I was going. Okay. Because plants already have a gender and it's not to do with... But no, because you'd be a that. fruit. Fruit, you wouldn't have clones. How would you have clones if you were a fruit and then not a fruit anymore? Yeah, no, no two strawberries are the same. Oh, like snowflake rules. Didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I learned, <laughs> yeah. I learned something. Fucking snowflakes <laughs> getting offended. You can't say strawberries all look the same, Liam. You'll upset the snowflakes. <laughs> can't even say that apples have penises anymore without someone getting offended. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Conversation hot podcast. Oh, we mentioned conspiracy theories a second ago. Uh, this post-it is start a conspiracy theory. Can't be about bananas. Ooh, just, I just did actually it. try and start a conspiracy theory about 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. That, uh, it never took off, but the conspiracy theory was um, that uh, terrorist organisations were funding mobile phone companies to um, put phones in the pocket of every male to sterilise them, and in two generations we wouldn't have anyone able to breed within rich Western communities and so the, they would move into these empty cities. Never took off, though. It's a good I mean, conspiracy theory. That's a that, really that good like, conspiracy theory. It sounds like you started the 5G slows your swimmers down <laughs> conspiracy theory. I mean, yours, I are, yours is like a bit, a bit more well-developed than that. Like, there's nothing about, like, people moving into other cities or anything, but, like, it sounds, sounds very similar. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my conspiracy theory. That and... Uh, you know, um, all apples have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to, you have to look for it. But it's there. Yeah, it's, it's there. there. It's there. We won't, we won't tell you how to find it. But when you do, it's, it's yeah. worth the well, that's, work. That's the thing. Once you've found it, you, it opens up doors. That's not the actual thing. Doesn't open up doors. That'd be that's a very yeah, specific that would be function. Yeah, but... it's that thing of like once you see once you see something, you can't help but see it everywhere. So you just yeah. walk through Sainsbury's, and you can't help but see. Um, you know what? This has gone weird. Um... <laughs> no, once you've found it, you you into a new high society clique yeah. where they they have them just the apple penis on trays as hors d'oeuvres yeah. in there as they plot they plot the phones into the pockets of the working class man. <laughs> That's how it works from their silken palaces. <laughs> Exactly. On their chairs exactly. made of hummus. They, they take do their, live a different life. They take their face masks off and they're all strawberries. It's, <laughs> oh it's my horrific. god. <laughs> what was the question? Start a conspiracy theory, Ben. Well, I have heard of... I've genuinely heard of um, a conspiracy theory recently. It's... Uh... <sighs> so, terrorist organisations mm-hmm. have, have bought phone companies... Right, and, <laughs> like they're trying to sterilize all Western civilization. That's I got true. This I heard that. Pretty credible news source as well. Yeah, you know, I I sort of side with them on this. I think that's important work. Um, right, <laughs> before I say anything else horrendous, um, I I've been working on one in the back of my head for ages. Like a nice a nice fun. You remember when conspiracy theories used to be really fun? You know, before nine eleven ruined everything. Um, <laughs> Which is that Ozzy Osbourne is a lizard and he's he's trapped on Earth and he keeps trying to go home. But because he's been on Earth for so long, he's developed a really thick, brummy accent and so can't say the activation phrase that will get him teleported home. And the, the, the activation code is Shadden, which, of course, in a brummy accent, sounds like Sharon. So he's been trying to get home this whole time, but... <laughs> This, this, his now wife has been like, oh, he keeps calling my name. I think he likes me. And then they got married. He doesn't have a clue who this woman is. He just wants to go home, uh, but he can't I say like the activation think, code right. I like to think they got him really, really like high uh, during his his career, and then the the family are all actors to make that yes. seem normal. <laughs> yes, exactly. There is a. It's um, all a cover up. There is an yeah. additional. Um, Osborne's son, I believe, who didn't want to be in the TV series because uh, they, have, um, they have a daughter as well. I think 
It may be. I may be getting confused. It might be a daughter, but they, I think they either want me to be a, a producer or. or I they think want there's more. Act. I think there's more Osborne kids. I think there's, there's a few. like a million. Of yeah, them. there's 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 um, Harry Osborne who they sort of got rid of because he became the Green Goblin. So that was like <laughs> that was yeah, one fair of them. Enough. I'm with <laughs> they pushed him under the carpet. Uh, that's the only one I know. I think there was there was uh, Harry Krishna. No, damn, that's Harry, not an Osborne. Damn it. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna be so ready. I was like, oh there was Harry Krishna, but he didn't fit in with the rock aesthetic because of his orange clothes. But that's a Harry joke, not an Osborne joke. And yeah, wrong surname as well. There's yeah. two things wrong with him. That was just uh, just some guy. No that's, wonder. That's why was, they kicked him no out of the family though. Yeah. He just wandered in. Yeah. Yeah. Get away. Uh, so that's that's uh, my completely harmless conspiracy theory. That's just a bit of fun. It's not going to go anywhere, but uh, <laughs> keep it in the back pocket. Whip it out of parties. Don't make an object, then. <laughs> Did you know? You... I would. Why would? How dare you suggest that I would make a penis joke? Apples. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Ben. Have you got one? Conspiracy um, theory. Yeah. Did you know that um, Pete Burns has been replaced twice? I what? don't know that because I don't know who Pete Burns is. Didn't he the singer from Dead or Alive? Did he I sing did... You Spin Me Right Round? Oh. Yeah. I have weird blank spots for music in my mind. Did you, did you not watch those three episodes of that series of Celebrity Big Brother that he was in that I did? Because that's <laughs> the main reason that I know <laughs> it's him. Say, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Probably <All> right. not. <laughs> what's, what's the name of Sylvester Stallone's mum? Janice uh, Stallone. Stallone. Yeah. Janice. Did you know Janice Stallone has been replaced twice? By who? By Pete Burns. By Pete Burns, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pete Burns didn't replace her. He found the replacements, though. That's the thing. He's got a guy. Just yeah. finds replacements for, for yeah, Sylvester Stallone's mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought I had quite a good conspiracy theory until I said two people who no one really knew <laughs> it's just it just goes to show your love for that season of celebrity big brother though and that's that's what this is all about just the, getting your passions out the thing is i hated big brother i never used to watch it i just remember pete burns being on it and thinking this is weird you could really work the end of 1984 to fit that i hated big brother and then at the end i looked up and i knew in my heart i loved pete Burns and Big Brother. <laughs> Whichever Pete Burns it was, three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. Um, all right. <laughs> I mean, they don't have to all be winners, Ben. Don't worry about it. There actually aren't as many pigeons in London as they would have you think. Ooh. Pigeons mm. in London, uh, there mm. used to be loads and loads of them in the 50s, which is where we get that lovely... Classic footage of all the pigeons flying around London. That classic but, footage that we've all seen of pigeons flying around London. Yeah, from the 1950s. From the 1950s. They, they but because of um, you know modernisation, industrialisation, there's big buildings get in the way of the pigeons. They think they're fighting. They think that one of them's going to pull up and then bang. Oh no, pigeon in a window, mate. Shiny buildings <laughs> killing off pigeons. I so heard what that. I heard I heard that um they're not actually pigeons either. I heard the they're just dirty seagulls. And that's why the big that's why the big corporations don't want green energy. They need smoke to keep dirtying up the seagulls. So London has a, a pigeon population. That's what I heard. But but these would be mutant seagulls because what are they doing in land? Oh, they um, they've come in for the city life. Land they, dolls. They've got they've got hooked on Pret. That's the thing. They're all moving out now. Since the pandemic, they're all moving out. Yeah. But you can't that's why they'll never wash a pigeon in case it's just a dirty seagull. I've never Try seen anyone wash a pigeon, so that checks out. Never seen anyone wash a pigeon. I feel like this is almost better well, I feel that this is better than the thing I'd originally come up with. <laughs> I mean think? the thing that totally happens. I'm into it. <laughs> I heard that there's no pigeons in London. It's just smaller buildings that fly into the windows of other buildings. And that's how you get... Pigeons. Gravel. 
<laughs> gravel is yeah, fallen but... pigeons. Yeah, you wonder where that gravel comes from? Buildings flying into other buildings. It's dangerous out there. Wow. I, I was up. I was going to have a lovely little tale about how it's all just one group of homing pigeons that like a couple of people around the city just have so they're all trained. But instead pigeon my my lovely homing pigeons are buildings flying into other buildings to create gravel. Well, that's the thing about <laughs> collaboration, mate, is that like you, you throw an idea out there like it, it doesn't necessarily land like it might it might turn into crap it might bounce off fine. it'll come back to you yeah it's unch never unchanged always you just had so it's just the corporate machine chewing up your creativity that's what it is chewing up <laughs> chewing it up into gravel exactly yeah. exactly that's where you get gravel the half thought out <laughs> dreams of podcasters um <laughs> I mean, I think it's really important that we move on now. The conversation has. Okay, let's see what this baby can do. Ah, I think he just pooed. Conversation. Here's a good one. Uh, choose a pre-existing fantasy world to play Dungeons and Dragons in. This is hard, though, isn't it? Because you, yeah. you're obviously you obviously want to go for something that would adapt the world, but that's dull. So like, you'd want to go Tolkien or something like that. Yeah. But that's just that's just Dungeons and Dragons then. I think I'd like... Oh, this is really hard, actually. It's tough, Every time it? I think I'm settling on something, something else pops in. The world I always go to for anything is Resident Evil. Ooh. But I don't know Ooh. how that would work. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. See, that might that work be because fun. you've got the so, kind of... The different locations as, like, standalone dungeon encounters. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that, you've, that you've could got really work. A, a plethora of spooky monsters. Yeah. You've got your standard zombies. You've got, you know, you you can then go to the G series, the C series. All of the series is... is. Yeah, yeah. There's the, there's you can, the, I mean, the spooky mold. The first... Yeah. The first Resident Evil is essentially a, a quest, isn't it? You know? A team of adventurers have been sent to a mansion to investigate. Full of puzzles the... and mystery. Yeah. It's there for it, isn't it? But I'd like to I'd like that, but everything's the same, the whole Resident Evil series, but one in every game there's one character, like a sea story, that's a wizard. <clears throat> so suddenly you can have magic in the Resident Evil universe. So yes. yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm I a think fan of this. Work. I, I think right. that would work. I mean, Resident Evil Eight is going. We got vampires and werewolves are coming. Well, it, they'll be they'll be like, oh yeah, this was some person who worked with the Spencers back in the fifties who took the Ouroboros and uh, decided that they could appropriate it in and, bats, and then and something <laughs> happened. We'll write the word Wesker somewhere because he's still cool, <laughs> but we blew him up in a volcano. Yeah, S in one spoiler. Of the oh. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, don't. It shouldn't be a spoiler. It should be discontinued from canon. <laughs> <laughs> really I'm awful. Pretty sure, along with Chris... Actually, can we keep Chris Redfield punching a boulder to make it move? <laughs> because as yeah. painful as that was to watch, it was one of the funniest things from a Resident Evil. I feel like it's worth it, just so we can have the ridiculousness of it. But yeah, oh, it's it's amazing. Unblow un up Wesker. Um, yeah, I mean he always comes back, so that's fine. Bring focus in on Barry Burton a bit more. I think I think Barry doesn't get uh, his dues. Yeah, but Barry's perfect. I think I feel like if we if we went more into Barry, we might tarnish I think our Barry, memory. It, Barry is uh, the father figure I had in the late nineties. <laughs> I think I always just wanted. Barry Burton to tell me he was proud of me. I wanted him to kick down a door where a roof was closing in on me, pull me out and go, I know you got stuck in there because you wanted that shotgun, but I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> and I'd be like, thanks, Dad. I mean, Barry. And then he'd <laughs> say, just call no, me Dad? Call me Dad. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be beautiful. Just call... I can call you Dad. Just don't say anything about sandwiches. <clears throat> yeah. Jibble sandwich. So, would you yeah. want um, original voice acting Barry or remastered oh, Barry as the dad? 
original all the way. The original, the, the live, the live actor who, yeah, who has <laughs> that's his only. I looked this up. That's his only credit on IMDb. That guy from Resident wow. Evil. Wow, it's just or, or at least just Barry Burton. Yeah, that's his only. Wow, only thing he's done. But I mean, he like you've beats. done that job, and then you, exactly he yeah. knew. Oh, yeah, he knew. I will be. Oh, I I think that that no oh, no. It's terrible voice acting. <laughs> ben, how day? It's his only credit. I know, oh. and I feel bad for him, but it, again, I love it. What it's is weird, isn't this? It? What is yeah. this? <laughs> I sound like it's I'm so being horrible, that... but no, I I love. No, no, you're you're absolutely on it. They had the technology to do the voice in it, and like that whole first game was such a love letter to. B movies, like the way mm. they would fix the cameras to have horror angles and all the sort of B movie intros. And then it's as if they went, Should we have some bad acting? And they went, Yeah, but dial it up a bit. Come on. <laughs> wow, what a lobby. <laughs> Can you, the master of lockpicks, use this lockpick? <laughs> the ma- <laughs> master of unlocking. Oh, yeah, that's it, is it? The master of, of unlocking. unlocking. Wait. Oh. Don't. Go! Yeah. Ah, it's beautiful. Uh, beautiful. Good times. I am. I think <laughs> Resident. I, there must be a Resident Evil Dungeons and Dragons campaign existing somewhere. Well, well there must be a mod, because, like, Resident Evil 7, people always mod it. So it's something else. Like, if you've not watched it, search the Resident Evil 7 Simpsons mod. And basically, oh, yeah. they took the the family and and replaced them with the Simpsons family. So it's home and chasing around and stuff. There must be like a yeah a D and D one. There has to be. If anyone knows of one or has made one, let us know. There almost certainly will be because there's um bugger I can't remember the name for it, but it's basically a um a, a Dungeons and Dragons esque framework that you can import basically any skin onto. And, and play whatever game you want to. Um, and I can't remember the name for it, and it's really bothering me. Um, so it's someone will have done a version for Resident Evil, for sure. Um, you might just have to scroll through your favourite website, Ben, Reddit, because that's, that's where it'll be. <sighs> I've been on Reddit once, and you know it. Yep, you had a great time, and, and we all learned something only, about humankind. It was only to look <laughs> at the page that was full of people annoyed with me yep and i was like yay i've pissed off reddit i must be in some way successful <laughs> that's how to do it um i think matt you're on you're onto something like there's there's lots of worlds like um the two that spring to mind for me are middle earth lord of the rings and um warhammer and I, just because the um the lore and the mythology there is just so rich because yeah. um, it's been developed, and Warcraft as well because it's been developed for so many years. I think they probably each have their own dedicated role-playing system. Um, the one that I really want to do, and I think there is a system for it, but it's a bit more um, a bit more homebrew. Uh, Discworld. Yeah, mm. just oh, stick, stick me in Ankh-Morpork. I'll have a great time. Um, 100%. That's one that I'd I'd love to play, like um, a City Watch style mystery. Would you want to go into Discworld where you've built your own character, or would you want to go into Discworld as an existing character in the mythology? Ooh. I think I would want to go in as one that I'd made, because then I would be able to interact potentially with like all the creations or all, all the characters yeah. that already pre-exist. I think I think yeah, I'm the same. You'd want to have like your own character but then the NPCs would be like Sam Vines, Rincewind, you'd meet those people. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I if- do I was thinking this the other day actually. I was um I always want the instead of a bag of holding in our D&D campaign to be the luggage. Luggage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a bag of holding. Which is kind of what they did in the Discworld, the the amazing uh, Eric Idle voiced point and click Discworlds. That best game, best game. Yeah, mm-hmm. they. I, I got down a really weird wormhole the other day about how that's never been ported because 
it's stuck in like a weird developmental thing because all I wanted to do was replay it. You so can hard. with um, with Scum VM. You can play it. Yeah, I did. And it legal. crashed on me. Yeah, and then I'll I didn't go back. <laughs> yeah. Or the the awkward thing with Scum is trying to uh, sometimes you'll accidentally load a game instead of saving one, and you just lost a day's worth of game there. So that's <sighs> that's the real pain. So yeah, like an official port of. Um, the Discworld games would be awesome. Ooh, uh, pa- also, Pathfinder was the system, by the way, the um, the sort of homebrew one that you can put your own skin on. Pathfinder. Just throwing Ooh, it out that's there. That's good. Uh, another one that I'd love to campaign into, I'd love to go into uh, Bioshock. I think that would be an incredible world to walk around. Yeah. Sort of the original Bioshocks or um, Infinite or both? I mean, in- Infinite opens up exactly that infinite possibilities there is something um amazing about rapture mm. just that it's really nailed that sort of retro futuristic thing and i think if yeah if you could go into there but again like as soon as you go into something like that it becomes science and not magic and there's something about D for me that again this world nails is where you uh you've got that sort of you need that that system that works in that world yeah. So I think if you go into something like Resident Evil or Bioshock, you're then to the lead grounded in science where you do want something that's open to magic. You're listening to the most serious answer to a silly question <laughs> you've ever had. <laughs> that's, where, that's where we go on this show. It, it's yeah. it's yeah. stupid taken seriously. Yeah, as long yeah, as we're not yeah, talking yeah. about Star Wars, it's all good. Um, <laughs> I think you're right there, and I think the way that Bioshock uses ostensibly magic... Um, Bugger, what's it called? You, you have like the, those drinks, don't mm. you? Um, vi- yeah, um, um, something. Ah, bugger, they, they, they're, they're called vials when you get them, vials. but there's a word for them. They're, yes, it's essentially augmentation, isn't it? Yeah. What is the word for? I'm literally replaying the first one now. That's why it's in my head. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, I can't think what they're called now. Uh, I'm gonna have to Google that because that's gonna really bother me. Um, oh, I'm nearly there. <laughs> So it's close. like revital or oh is it adam the adam, adam is the stuff yeah that makes adam is the material that genetically alters you but then there's like is it just vials? Set of skills i yeah it looks like it might just be vials oh so we were right <laughs> nailed it oh, okay. nailed it moved on no further <laughs> questions uh yeah so that that's yeah. sort of like the closest thing you have that's like their analog for magic so you can do crazy stuff with the the vials of Adam. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you'd have... You couldn't just port D&D magic into Bioshock. You'd have to sort of develop your own system. But, but... Could, could you or couldn't you? Could you essentially, in the same way you attribute spells and, and, and skills, could you not just mm. turn them into vials themselves? So I, guess, if you... I guess you could, because the whole magic in D&D is quite interesting the different interpretations of it so like um i think uh the way paul foxcroft does questing time is actually a slightly simplified version of magic where you have your spell slots and you can do a certain number of skills in any given uh day basically but in i don't want to say real D, but like strictly speaking you're supposed <laughs> to have like ingredients for particular yeah not the way you do it lightweights <laughs> Um, if you did it in, properly, if you were a real nerd, man, <laughs> what would happen? Dude, come damn, on. you found me out. Up. You found me out. Rumble. <laughs> yeah, this is this the interview is over. <laughs> Shut up, Luke. We'll go back to talking about Resident Evil. So, I so, think that in Resident Evil 8, the reason why there's going to be like werewolves and shit is because of the mold in Resident Evil 7 has somehow got into Ethan's brain. I only ah, understood one of halluc- those words. Hallucinations, do you think? I think that they may be hallucinations because Chris shoots Mia in the trailer. I don't think Chris yeah. would do that. But again, you wouldn't have thought Jill would have um, become evil, but she did in five, was it? That's because Wesker put an evil boob jewel on her. Exactly. And I think you've just found your own answer to Chris's predicament there. <laughs> Creepy boob Sorry, jewel. Okay, was let's that go back to Liam jewel? and see if he's... Creepy boob jewel. Creepy yeah. boob jewel. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure I got that right. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy boob jewel. There's your, there's your episode title. There's your title. Right there. Um, all I was saying, Benedict, <laughs> or whatever your full name is, 
the um, you, I think you're supposed to have like ingredients. So you have to like gather materials, and then you cast the spell, and those ingredients are um, used in that process. But like, but then that's, isn't that's isn't that inherently isn't that inherently making magic science? Because then it's yeah. grounded in a physical thing, whereas magic to me is something magic like you can Ethereum. draw on from the ether yeah. yeah yeah and i think that's why a lot of people don't bother with it because one it's a pain in the ass oh you want to cast fireball ah you don't have alfalfa <laughs> you idiot welcome to escapism with <laughs> serious admin <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you don't have like a clipboard and you're not writing down the ingredients you have it's just not real D. um yeah. so i think that's one of the many reasons people don't bother with that system so i think there is actually quite a lot of wiggle room in terms of what magic is within D&D. And I think it's sort of one of those agreed upon rules where like actually do magic however you want to do it as long as it's consistent and as long as the DM's happy with what they're doing. I think you can do whatever. Um, so I think there would be a way to port Vials of Adam into it whether you said like, oh, you just have these spells because you once drank a vial of yeah. the lightning, Adam, so you can always exactly. do lightning. Um, yeah. I reckon it's doable. I'd play it. I love Bioshock. <laughs> I want to play Bioshock. Does anyone else want to play Bioshock? <laughs> Do it. Get the trilogy collection. It's great. <sighs> have you have you played Infinite and then uh, Burial at Sea? I've never played Burial at Sea. That's one of the reasons I went back. Because when I did Infinite, I, um, I just got my PS4, but I still had right. my PS3 at the time. And Infinite went on PlayStation Network for free, and I was, I was quote unquote sick. I was didn't want <laughs> yeah. to go to a, a job that I was doing at the time, so I spent an entire day playing Infinite, and I did it start to finish in one block. Nice. And then it was the last thing I played on my PS3 because it was really struggling with, like The Last of Us crippled it. Yeah. So Infinite was just about the right side of playable and then <laughs> um yeah i never got the dlc and then a few about half a year ago bioshock collection went on playstation network so i was like right i'll put that in my library and then one day i will have the time to replay them all turns out nice. that day was sunday so <laughs> there you go <laughs> i am um, i love burial at sea i think i i maybe nearly preferred it to infinite but like, Ooh. not by much. It was really rather good. The conversation at the podcast. Uh, turn a movie into a musical, and try to invent some of the songs. You're lucky because I am awful at singing. Yeah. Uh, again, it's too big a question, isn't it's it? It's a big one. Yeah. For years, it's not a movie, but for years, I've wanted to do Super Mario the musical. It it was a movie, but we don't talk about it. Yeah, but we I mean, do. Some people say I talk about that movie too much. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah? I think it's a great B movie. It's terrible, but it is also great. Yeah, I think that's what I, you want. I think I've seen, I saw it once when I was really young. I think it was, must have been about six, and I've never seen it since. It's not like it just pops up on TV. That's the thing, though. You go into that movie as a child, like going, oh, my God, I love Mario. Mario is the biggest world... I've ever sort of been in in a computer game at this time and then you get it's a me and Mario <laughs> and it's just like oh this is this is very different maybe it'll be alright when they get to the mush okay okay <laughs> but then you watch it as an adult and you go this is brilliant I am there's, there's loads of uh, like um, is it I can't remember if it's Bob Hoskins or oh what's he called who plays Luigi can't remember his name basically one of them drank through the whole filming to get through it yeah, they hated it I think much. Bob Hopkins they both described yeah. it as the low point of their career oh no yeah. <laughs> it's great though and all the, the Goombas are all just dude like big suited dudes with awful heads yeah and they're dinosaurs they really were like well Jurassic Park was big so we'll make <laughs> this real dinosaur heavy yeah. and Mario World had obviously <laughs> was there to back that up at that time as well. But yeah, oh man. Dennis Hopper puts in a good turn as Bowser though. You know, it's not the Bowser we wanted to see, but it's the Bowser we got. Bowser we got. It's the 
Bowser yeah. we deserve. Yeah. Uh, here's yeah. a little insight into my lockdown. I recently acquired the uh, Lego Mario set. And oh, you know I thought what? you were going to say I recently acquired the rights to the Super Mario movie <laughs> and I'm actually turning it into a musical. <laughs> it just came and full that's, circle. That's the real reason I wanted this call, actually. I wanted to talk to you the part of Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how would I play Yoshi? Um, what would Yoshi's song be? I can never sate this hunger. <laughs> hunger this hunger inside me. <laughs> The shell that's red, it makes fire. <laughs> and I've gone into lesmis. <laughs> no, I think it could work. I can never sate this hunger inside me. Why won't a tiny Italian plumber ride me? We that's will it. race the rainbow road. <laughs> we will try not to fall off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is great. That's a front runner. It's just writing itself. Um, yeah. Holy shit, the blue shell Luigi, will you fuck off? Dee 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 dee. dee. <laughs> Sorry, I like Le- I love Lemmys. Dear, yeah. just oh, we- <laughs> Waluigi. We can do all music. Waluigi <laughs> is near inside your mind. <laughs> Jump for me, my sweet plumber. <laughs> this is great. I'd watch this a lot. I'm, I'm honestly amazed there hasn't already been like a musical Mario. Because uh, there's even you know like, as well like it just start with do 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 and then it goes into yeah, something big. Because yeah. the music's already like so zeitgeisty and well known, and there's like there's note blocks and stuff built into the game. There is musical stuff mm-hmm. in the game throughout. Um, I I really want to know who has the rights and if they'll sell them for a fiver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nintendo very generous with their yeah. intellectual property yeah. actually. Yeah, um, we've seen the movie, it must have been. <laughs> Imagine that. I it will be at least as good as that movie. There. I've said it. Did you know that the Nintendo company was uh first put together in the 1800s. I did, I did know yes. that. Yes. They made Fun card fact. games. Yeah. 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 Did they make is... um, Ouija boards as well? Was that them? <laughs> yeah, Luigi boards. Yeah, Luigi boards. Yeah. 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 They're a real, <laughs> real failing. They could only contact <laughs> people called Luigi. <laughs> Um, yeah, why they had just the whole alphabet about there to spell Luigi, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's What's some really Luigi? good oh, yeah. going into like the lore of Mario and like one of the things I love about internet culture how things that were previously unexpandable because you'd only see worlds expanded either in your friend group or by filmmakers and stuff. Now the internet. Mm brings everything into a sort of public domain. But some of the creepy pastas that are out there for Mario oh my are God. so mm. good. So good. By good you mean horrifying and soul destroying, but Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. just genuinely terrible and you've read for nine hours to go. And that ghost was Mario. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> Oh, but okay. I mean, it is called Mario the Ghost, so I don't know why it's <laughs> yeah, a big yeah. reveal. Yeah, like there's a there's a really good one where um, someone played Mario World. It's always the cartridge came from a car boot sale. Yeah. It's yeah. always the start of a creepy fest or a game, and they were playing they were playing Mario, and they went to go to do the final level. And I can't remember how it goes, but basically they go into a different world and suddenly they see all the Marios that have died floating. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. It's also like terrible. Um, the feature of um, Mario Maker, when you when you die, you can see how many other people have died in that location. So it's like that, except just for like not little question yeah. marks with um, not little speech bubbles with X's in. It's just ghost Marios everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I can't awful. think what the um, what the film's called now. But live, live, die, repeat. Is that what it's called? There's another name for it. Um, with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. Um, yes. Is it just called Live? But that's essentially that, isn't it? Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just um, uh, yeah. I think I think Nintendo would open itself all its worlds to um, great musicals. 
Star Fox <laughs> would be a good one. Oh, yes. with the music. Yes. Yeah. With the music and the lasers. Yeah. And they all sing in their voices like, Joe, we're wing jamming. It's just a nonsense musical. Did you know that it, it is canon that the members of Star Fox had their legs amputated? They, they all have robot legs and they all had them amputated so their bodies could deal better with the G-force of being in their little ships. And just not having legs will do that. They cut the legs off so the blood won't shoot down to your feet. Can't go there if you ain't got them. Yeah, that, just go down to true? your bum then. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an act, it's an actual... You can, I think if you know, you used to get the little booklets with the games and stuff. If you read I like it, to think they've that all got robot someone legs. Hands, I like to think someone handed in a version of the game where they'd not rendered the legs, so it wasn't like fox fur <laughs> or so. And they went, Why are their legs like this? Oh, well, that is because they all had their legs, <laughs> legs removed amputated. Because, okay, why? Because um, space. Yeah. Yeah. Because do you know a lot about space? No. Then it was absolutely about space. Yeah, 100%. Um I think this was on the same documentary I learned about Nintendo being started in the 1800s, but isn't Star Fox one of the first games that had to figure out the 3D camera because they realized if you just tracked um something in 3D in real time, it was awful to play so you had to do it as if the camera was slightly lagging behind yeah it's really yeah. fascinated yeah i really like just really like that fact guys it's a good fact it's really it is yeah. a good it's fact that's my, my yeah, top yeah, fact yeah. from today it's a good one yeah, yeah and did you know um neil armstrong actually had his legs amputated <laughs> before he <laughs> went to the moon and that's actually why he was talking about stepping uh, when he when he gets out of the thing <laughs> It's one small step for men, but what he actually said was one giant leap for my robotic legs <laughs> that I have <laughs> But they edited it. And if you're they wondering where all of those legs go, they all get shipped <laughs> over to banana plantations, given to the trees so they can walk. Oh my god. How deep does this go? We have come full circle. Thing is, yeah. that's not the original Neil Armstrong though. They replaced him because oh. he went to celebrity Big Brother with Pete Burns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we've just tied a bow on it, haven't we? We can't carry on now. <laughs> um, all, anyone... we, all we have to do now is turn that into a creepy pastor, and it's 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 canon. It's canon. I feel like there's um. G- do you guys remember those rules of the internet, one of which was, if it exists, there is porn of it? Rule there 34. There must now be... Thank you, Ben. Of course, you know the number. Um, I wonder <laughs> if there's now a rule where, like, if it exists, there is creepypasta of it. Rule 34.B. Must, <laughs> must be, yeah. Um, anyone oh. want to throw out any more movies or... I'm going to open it up, movies or games that should be made into musicals. I mean, if we're opening up to games, we know we're going to do Resident Evil and Bioshock, but um, we've been <laughs> into those worlds already, so let's come up with something new, guys. I definitely wasn't going to do that. I would um, like I to s- see God of War as a musical. Ooh. I okay. think it would be very interesting to watch visually and to see a huge hulking man in little shorts... Singing about how much he's how hang, how angry he is, I I like that it would feel like it would be undermining itself just by existing, and would I think not, if I, I think if, if they could great pull that opening off, be, number though, it would be if fantastic. Great, Atreus Atreus asking loads of questions in song, and then uh, Kratos is going boy 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 father. Why do we live in this hut, boy? <laughs> does he just have one line throughout the whole, and the timbre and the pitch does not change? It's just boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. The people, gods, and and plot weave in and out. <laughs> It'd be great. You cannot hurt me, boy. boy. <laughs> I'd love great. to see a Witcher movie. Uh, excuse me, a Witcher musical, but 
have uh, Geralt not deliver any song and as little dialogue as possible. So everything's like magical and there's music happening around him. And then the only dialogue he has is, mm. and that's it. <laughs> Prediction. The Witcher will carry on for a few series and around season four, they'll do a musical episode where everyone is cursed except the musician. Yes. So everyone else sings, but he doesn't. I love it. Like the episode in Scrubs where everyone's singing for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly <laughs> that. And they'll have to have an episode where everyone's animated as well. And then they'll yeah. do the sci-fi episode and then the puppet one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all the Everything community cliches. did, basically. Everything community did, exactly. The paintball episode, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Blanket Fort Witcher episode. Yes. It's going to be I'd great. Watch blanket, blanket Fort Witcher, perfect. Yeah. There's, there's a crossover. There's your crossover. The, the Witcher <laughs> cast recreate <laughs> all of community in, in the Witcher world. Yes. The musical. The musical, yeah. The musical. On ice. <laughs> On ice. <laughs> Right, chaps, I think we've we've covered that neatly. Uh, I believe it is time to try and democratically elect a, uh, a show title before we go away and do uh, a little bit more talking for our wonderful patrons. So I've got, how many have we got? One, two, three, four, five, six options here. Um, okay. Mm, I don't really have, I don't have much of a preference. There's some good ones here. Uh, so we've got Walking Banana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pete Burns Did- replacement. <laughs> uh, shiny pigeons killing buildings. <laughs> Dirty seagulls. Sorry, can we just go back, back to the one before the dirty? Shiny pigeons killing buildings. That's. Can we do a cover of shiny happy people? Shiny pigeons killing, killing buildings. buildings. Shiny, You're missing a beat there, but yeah, we can do that. All right, well, we'll fill that beat with boy. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Shiny, done. I'm into it. Yeah, I'll get the uh, I'll get the mandolin. It'll be great. Uh, dirty seagulls, creepy boob jewel. That's quite hard to say. <laughs> Jump for me, my sweet plumber. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd say that dirty seagull and. Creepy boob jewel that are going to bring you a whole new audience by accident. <laughs> uh, see, I mean, I'm oh, oh, I'm a fan I'll of have a new audience. I like screwy old audience. <laughs> I like creepy boob jewel and the last one, <laughs> jump my little plumber. Jump for they'd me, be my, They'd be my two as well. So I'd say this is down to you, Liam. You have to pick between those. Mm. Oh man. So so what was that? Is it down to creepy boob jewel or jump for me, my sweet plumber? Yeah. Yeah. I think for the sake of uh, the podcast apps, I think if they see the word boob, they're going to be like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I think we're going to go for Jump For Me, My Sweet Plumber. Creepy boob jewel is just too sexy. Just too sexy. Just too sexy. Creepy boob jewel is how you release this podcast in Japan. That's that's (laughs) the rule. (laughs) That'll be an app within the app. Known internationally as... (laughs) Amazing. Uh, right. Wonderful pod babies. We're off to do a Patreon exclusive episode. You can, of course, uh, get that for only a dollar. Uh, I just remember that I've got a list of all the plugs. But before we do that, Matt Hyten, thank you so much for giving us your time. Uh, where can yeah. people find you online or, I don't know, in person whenever that's allowed? Um, if you want to see me in person, um, I live in South London, and on the day lockdown is over, I'll be catching a live hawk outside of my house. (laughs) Um, But otherwise, yeah, I'm mainly on Twitter is the one that I focus most on. Um, And yeah, there's videos, as I can't remember if we said this on record or off. A lot of weird videos come out. Just keep your eye out for those. And yeah, just around there, basically. Amazing. Good stuff. Uh, Ben, can you remind us of your Instagram handle? My Instagram is at Spike Pearson at Instagram.com forward slash pictures of me. <laughs> I'm amazed you got that URL, to be honest. Uh, I am <laughs> mostly on Twitter at LT Guitarist. You can find more of the conversation hat on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Convo Hat Podcast. Live streams go out to Twitch and YouTube a few times a month. We also have a Discord, which is nice. 
and we want to thank our patron supporters who've helped us develop the show over the years. Patrons get early access to episodes and exclusive single question mini episodes with every guest. I don't think that sounded scripted. I think natural I as yeah. the water off a duck's back. <laughs> Is that where the water duck sweat? Comes? Yeah. That's that's where water comes from. It's all duck sweat. Yeah. Have you not seen I Rubber mean, Duck Zilla floating around? That's where most of the sea comes from. Yeah, why do you oh. think why do you think ducks are always in ponds that weren't there weeks before the ducks <laughs> arrived? Yeah. You know, to be honest, I've not been following ducks around. Maybe I maybe I'm wasting my time. <laughs> Let do you don't want to pull on this thread? No way. <laughs> There's your conspiracy theory. There it is. I'm just an hour too late for that one. Oh well. Right. That is the end of this episode. We'll see you people on Patreon. Matt, thank you again for coming on. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, lovely to be here. Thank you ooh, very ooh, much. No worries. A, a, gen- a genuine pleasure, oh, guys. Yeah. That's nice. We'll untie you now. Mm-hmm.